0: Hey friends, welcome to the Overwhelmed to Intentional podcast. My name is Kristen and I am your host. I'm a life coach helping overwhelmed millennial women live a simpler, more intentional life. Today, I want to talk about being overwhelmed and uncommitted and how to change both of those. But first, we are on episode 40, which is so cool. I can't believe I have recorded 40 episodes of the podcast and uh, I'm so excited that you have been here. If you've been here the whole time, thank you for following along this whole time. If you are new, welcome. I was looking at my podcast stats recently and I realized that someone has downloaded my podcast on every single continent on earth except Antarctica. Um, what? That is insane. (laughs) And I am so grateful. I cannot believe that. I was floored when I saw that information. Thank you all so, so much for listening every single week. If you have left me a review, also thank you so much for that. If you haven't and you love the podcast, I'd appreciate it so much if you would leave me a review. It tells me what you guys think and it allows more people to find the podcast so that more and more people can overcome overwhelm and create their intentional life. That is my mission. So I would love it if you could help me out with that. It takes two minutes and it seriously means the world to me. I Thank you all so, so, so much from the bottom of my heart for listening, for supporting the podcast by listening every single week and subscribing, and for leaving a review. Let's dig into feeling overwhelmed and lacking commitment to your goals, your dreams, the vision that you have for your life, the things you desire. When you're feeling overwhelmed, you cannot see beyond the stress of the current moment, So commitment to your goals, to the bigger vision is kind of impossible in that moment. It's like it's all a blur and all you can think about is that you have so much to do and so many things to think about and you can't switch into thinking about being committed. Like I mentioned last week, your brain can't be spinning in thoughts about how you have so much to do and also be thinking about how you're completely committed to bringing your dreams to life. It's just not... not how it works. Your brain is either going to be focused in on the overwhelm and unable to process through that and move forward, or it's going to be all in commitment going after the things you want. But it cannot be both. It's why our very first step in working together is to ditch overwhelm. When you come to work with me as a one-on-one client, I help you clear the clutter of your mind first Make some decisions quickly so that you can move forward into the vision you have for your life. What I do with my one-on-one clients is help them clear away the overwhelm, sort through some things, make some decisions, get a lot of clarity, and then once we've gone through that process, then we begin to move forward and design an intentional life that you desire. So there is that two-step process, and the first thing that we want to do is clear away Overwhelm. We want to get rid of overwhelm as a problem. And then we want to figure out, okay, what decisions can be made? What can we do right now? Let's make those decisions. Let's take action on that. And then we'll switch into designing the life that you want and then working toward those goals in our time together. Every single person that has reached out to me from this podcast has said something along the lines of, I know what I want, but I feel too overwhelmed to make progress and I need help. You do have a vision for your life. Those of you that are listening, you have a vision. You have goals, you have dreams, but it seems right now that the overwhelm is consuming you and you can't see past that to pursue the vision. And it's why we first want to clear the overwhelm, which is totally possible to do just by listening to this episode, lots of other episodes. The first couple of episodes are great for that, and the six-step process episodes are also great for that. Once you've done that, let's get clear on your goals and what the next steps are. So if you haven't listened to any of those, go back and listen to those first if you're feeling really overwhelmed, and that will help you there. Now, if we want to feel committed to our goals, to our vision, to the life that we desire... There are lots of feelings we can use to fuel us to create our goals. If you remember back, I've talked about this lots of times, but I use the self-coaching model that Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School teaches. And what that is, is that our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings drive our actions, and our actions create our results. So with that, you have feelings that fuel the actions that you take. Everything we do is fueled by a feeling. And when we go to create the goals, dreams, and desires that you have for your life, you are inspired, motivated, productive, focused, and energized often. Maybe those are some of the feelings that you're feeling as you are working towards creating these things for your life. All of those are great. Those feelings are awesome and they will produce the results that you desire. All of them work. However, often they work for periods of time. I'll give you a couple of examples here. You have a health goal. You notice that it is a beautiful day outside. You feel inspired to be outside and enjoy it. So you go and take a walk around your neighborhood. Or you're hosting your family for the holidays this year. You look around your house and you notice that you definitely want to declutter. (laughs) You feel motivated to clean things up so you get to work making it happen. You want to write more. You have some ideas. So you clear some time in your schedule. You head to a coffee shop feeling super focused and you write a few pages. All of those feelings are great. They work. And they are often temporary. You know you have Bursts of inspiration, motivation, focus, and productivity. You get things done, you feel good, and then those feelings go away. Now, of course, they go away because your thoughts change, and so then your feelings change. We can create feelings, whatever feeling we want, at any time with our thoughts. We can decide to feel productive at any time. We can think thoughts that create the feeling of productivity. However, We currently think, unless you are constantly training your mind to notice, okay, I'm thinking this thought, it's creating this feeling, you likely think that your feelings come from what's going on around you. The examples that I just used are thinking that we feel inspired to take a walk because it's a pretty day. Feeling motivated to declutter our house because we have guests coming. Feeling focused to write because we have an hour available at a coffee shop. We felt all of those feelings because we had thoughts that created them. But often what we're doing in our lives is thinking, well, I'll feel inspired if, or I'll feel motivated when, or I'll feel committed to my goals when there is time in my schedule. (laughs) I'll feel motivated to work on this health goal that I have when the holidays are over. There's always this external thing, and we think the external things create how we feel. We think they control our lives and our days and our time. Of course, that is not the case at all. The way we're thinking is what's creating our feelings. So I want to take this into commitment. Commitment is a feeling, like all the others, that we can create at any time. But commitment, to me, has more staying power than inspired, motivated, focused, productive, energized. And the best example of this is with relationships. So Let's say you get married and you feel committed to your spouse. You decide over and over again to stay in that relationship. You recreate commitment every day with your thoughts. Now, you might think that you feel committed because you are legally bound to this person. (laughs) We're married. We're legally married. So, of course, I'm committed. But that's not why you're committed at all. You're committed because you think, I chose this person to spend the rest of my life with. And as this relates to your goals, why would you want to choose the feeling of commitment? Why choose commitment over inspiration, motivation, productivity, and focus? Why let commitment be the emotion you practice consistently? Because there's a bigger reason underneath. When we feel committed to something, our thoughts aren't surface level. They aren't, this sounds fun right now. (laughs) They're more like, I'm doing this no matter what. When we feel inspired, motivated, focused, energized, all of those kinds of feelings, it's usually because we had a thought that sprung us into action right then. Those thoughts are usually lighter and more surface level. Oh, I want to do that now. Oh, that sounds fun. Oh, I could create this idea. Oh, I could do that. Like It's usually that. Oh, kind of exciting. Oh, I'll listen to a podcast. I'm going to go do that. (laughs) But it's kind of fleeting, it comes and goes. Those thoughts come to us, and then we feel that feeling, and then we go take action. But commitment, it's deeper. Commitment requires grit. Commitment is showing up when it's not fun, when it's not pretty, even when you don't feel inspired. And this applies to any goal you have. Going back to the example of relationships, You get mad at your spouse, but you stay with them because you feel committed. You get frustrated at your kids, but you're committed to being their parent so you don't abandon them. (laughs) And maybe when it comes to work, you wish your boss would give you more feedback or you wish that things would be different at work, but you don't quit your job. You're committed. And for each of these things, or maybe at least one of them you can pick out, maybe you're in it for the long haul you see the long-term gain of this relationship, of this job, and so you're focused in on that long-term commitment. And that commitment keeps you going. It keeps you showing up. So I'm gonna take this back to the examples that I used earlier. You have a health goal. You usually take walks around your neighborhood, but the weather has changed. It has gotten cooler, or maybe it's raining. Do you quit? Do you stop walking? (laughs) If you're committed, you don't. You change it up. You try a new workout, one that you can do indoors. You go to a gym, or you hop on your treadmill. If you're truly committed to your health goal, you come up with new ideas, and you stay with it. You want to live in a more minimal home. You desire to declutter. The holidays are coming up, so you feel inspired to tidy up. But what happens after the holidays when all those post-holiday sales happen? (laughs) Do you go back to your old ways to shopping when things are on sale? If you're committed, what do you do? Committing to becoming a person who lives in a minimal home requires that you change that old way of thinking. You no longer are the person that shops when things are on sale. You're committed to becoming someone who only buys things that you need. In the last example, you want to write more, maybe a book or blog or personal notes to friends and family. Life is busy, though, and those coffee shop days aren't happening every day. (laughs) If you're committed, what will you do then? You'll carve out time during your day. You'll get up before the kids or you'll stay up a little later. You'll put your phone away and write for 30 minutes instead of scrolling on social media. Commitment is a feeling that does not always feel wonderful. It's not inspired. It's not energized. It's not productive. It's not motivated. But it will drive you when those feelings feel hard to reach. When you can't conjure up thoughts to feel inspired, you'll have to remind yourself that committed doesn't always require inspired it requires grit, it requires showing up when you don't feel like it. As a spouse, as a parent, as an employee, you don't always feel inspired, but you feel committed because you see that long-term gain. You know the long-term benefits. When you have toddlers, and I don't have toddlers, but I grew up with a mom who had a daycare and she kept toddlers. And I can imagine that if I was a parent of a toddler, knowing how they behave, (laughs) in those moments, you think, what in the world have I signed up for? (laughs) This toddler is having a toddler tantrum and nothing is going well and you can't seem to do anything right. And in that moment, you'll think, I don't know what in the world I've gotten myself into. What was I thinking? (laughs) But you're committed to being that child's parent. And you know that this little phase is not going to last forever. That it will be okay. That these days maybe are long, but it's going to be okay in the long run. And the child will grow up. It will get easier. It will still be hard. (laughs) A A lot of years, it will still be hard. But this little phase here will not last forever. It'll be okay. It'll get better. You're committed. You're committed to being a parent. You made that decision. You're committed to being a parent. So you keep going, even when those days are hard. And often when you're overwhelmed, you're forgetting what it is you want to commit to. Much of the time, you're overwhelmed because you said yes to a lot of other things and a lot of other people that aren't moving you towards your own goals. Commitment will feel out of reach then but it's a great time to access it. Why are you committed to your own life and your own goals more than everyone else's? It's not selfish to be committed to your own goals, but you have to decide where your commitment is. If you want a more fulfilling relationship with your spouse, but you're more committed to your job, maybe you want to look at what your commitment level to work is versus your commitment level to your relationship. Ask yourself where your commitment is for every goal that you have. For every area of life you want to improve, how committed are you? Let's say you've taken on a ton of things. Are you committed to each of those things? Are you doing them because you feel obligated? Notice that. Check in with that. Other things that you want to be more committed to and things that you want to no longer be committed to. This question here will help you really challenge yourself on where do I want to be committed? What do I need to let go of? Where do I want to be all in? And where do I need to take a look at some things and say, okay, this is not working for me. I can't fully commit to this if I want to commit to that. doesn't mean you go and quit everything. (laughs) It just means you take a clear look and you check in with yourself on where's my commitment level to that. I noticed that when I said yes to a lot of things, I felt like I couldn't give everything my all. And so it, it felt hard to be all in and committed to the things I wanted to commit to when I was spending so much of my time and energy over here, <laughs> giving so much to all of these other things and other people, but taking away from the things I wanted to be committed to. Those decisions are yours to make. You have to decide what do I want to be committed to? What am I willing to let go of? If you need help committing and following through on the things that you desire, let's coach. We will not only ditch overwhelm, we'll work together to get you committed to the life you desire and taking the action to create it. Send me an email, Kristen at KristenAlana.com. Find me on my website at KristenAlana.com, which is K R I S T E N A L A N A H com, or you can send me a message on Instagram. I'm at underscore Kristen Alana, and don't forget to leave a review on the podcast. Love you all so much. Thank you, thank you for listening every week. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week.